Dr. Balaga here. This podcast is on diagnosis of amyloid heart disease. It's derived from an outstanding chapter on amyloid heart disease, authored by Dr. Timur Sher, MD, who is a consultant hematologist at Mayo Clinic Jacksonville and associate professor of medicine at Mayo Clinic School of Medicine, and Dr. Moira A. Gertz, MD, emeritus chair and consultant hematologist at Mayo Clinic, Rochester, and Professor of Medicine at the Mayo Clinic School of Medicine. This chapter is derived from Color Atlas and Synopsis of Heart Failure, authored by me, and published by McGraw-Hill Education. Series editor is Dr. William T. Abraham, MD. Diagnosis of amyloid cardiomyopathy. Like many rare diseases, Amyloid cardiomyopathy is very often diagnosed at later stages. This is particularly true in AL amyloidosis, where the rapid disease course coupled with a lack of specificity in the patient's symptoms results in delayed diagnosis and poor outcomes. Amyloidosis should be included in the differential diagnosis of all patients presenting with proteinuria, unexplained heart failure, particularly diastolic heart failure, new onset peripheral neuropathy, especially with bilateral carpal tunnel syndrome, new onset autonomic dysfunction, otherwise unexplained weight loss, and hepatomegaly in the absence of known liver disease. Patients suspected of amyloidosis should undergo a thorough physical exam with a particular attention to signs of volume overload, orthostatic hypertension, macroglossia, amyloid purpura, hepatosplenomegaly, peripheral edema, and sensory neuropathy. Initial laboratory studies should include complete blood counts, renal and liver function profiles, serum electrolytes, coagulation profile, serum protein electrophoresis with immunofixation, 24-hour urine protein electrophoresis, immunofixation, and nephalometric measurements of serum immunoglobulin, free light chains. Recommended diagnostic testing for a histologic diagnosis of amyloidosis includes one, complete blood cell count, creatinine level, alkaline phosphatase level, two, serum and 24-hour urine total protein, electrophoresis and immunofixation, three, serum immunoglobulin free light chain assay, four, marrow biopsy, five, quantitative immunoglobulins, six, N-terminal pro-BNP level, serum troponin level, and uric acid level, seven, echocardiography with Doppler, and eight, confirmation with amyloid deposits are of immunoglobulin origin, that is laser capture microdissection, followed by mass spectroscopy. The common abnormalities noted in these initial studies in amyloidosis, particularly uh, in AL patients, include one, um, congestive heart failure with exertional syncope. Patients present with exertional syncope have a median survival of two months. Jaundice, jaundice and hyperbilirinemia is usually a preterminal finding. Laboratory studies, thrombocytosis, 
which is an indicator of splenic involvement, oval jo jolly bodies, elevated bilirubin, an indicator of advanced disease, elevated creatinine, elevated free light chain levels, often a preterminal finding, elevated troponin T, elevated BNP and NT pro BNP. Both of these are important factors that have been incorporated into a four-stage prognostic model. Echocardiographic findings include interventricular septal thickness, median survival at one year if the thickness is greater than 1.5 centimeters versus four years if the thickness is less than 1.5 centimeters, short mitral deceleration time, poor outcome for patients with deceleration of less than 150 milliseconds, and a decrease in fractional shorting, shortening, poor outcomes for patients with fractional shortening of less than 20%. The diagnosis of amyloidosis must be confirmed by histological examination of an optimal biopsy. Sites for biopsy include abdominal wall, subcutaneous fat tissue, that is fat pad aspirate or fat pad biopsy, vascular submucosa of the GI tract, such as minor salivary glands in the mouth, labial soft tissue and rectal biopsy, or bone marrow biopsy. In the experience of the authors at Mayo Clinic, a combination of bone marrow biopsy and abdominal subcutaneous fat aspirate yields the diagnosis of AL amyloidosis in 85% of the patients. Endomyocardial biopsy is the gold standard for diagnosis of cardiac amyloidosis. While it can be safely performed through right heart catheterization at experienced centers, incidence of major procedure-related complications is typically less than 5%. Endomyocardial biopsy is not needed in patients with less invasive biopsy sufficing to establish a diagnosis of amyloidosis with strong evidence of cardiac involvement by non-invasive investigations. Endomyocardial biopsy is needed if the heart is the only site of amyloidosis, that is, negative peripheral biopsies, an unequivocal diagnosis is needed before heart transplantation, or if post-transplant cardiac rejection is suspected. The biopsy tissue should be stained with amyloid binding stains such as Congo red or sulfated Elysian blue. Once a histological diagnosis is established, the next step would be to determine the type of amyloid. Hemochemistry has been most commonly used for amyloid typing. However, its sensitivity is relatively low unless performed in experienced centers with appropriate tissue processing and staining. The gold standard for determining the type of amyloidosis is detection of amyloidogenic protein in microdissected specimens of involved tissue by immunogold electron microscopy or proteomic analysis by mass spectrometry. At the Mayo Clinic, the authors use laser capture microdissection and mass spectrometry to determine the subtype of all patients with amyloidosis. The accurate determination of amyloid type is especially important to exclude familial ATTR as it can clinically mimic light chain amyloidosis and up to 10% of the patients with non-AL cardiomyopathy can have coexisting monoclonal gammopathy of undetermined significance or MGUS.
which can lead to misdiagnosis of AL in these patients. If TTR is identified as the precursor protein, DNA testing should be performed by on the peripheral blood to identify a possible gene mutation to differentiate between SSA and familial ATTR. Once the diagnosis and type of amyloidosis are confirmed, the next step in the management of patients is to determine the extent of organ involvement. The heart is the most important organ involved in amyloidosis, therefore determination of the presence and degree of cardiac amyloidosis is imperative. Various diagnostic procedures provide critical clues to the diagnosis and severity of cardiac amyloidosis and these include EKG, cardiac biomarkers, cardiac imaging, particularly echocardiography, cardiac MRI, nuclear medicine based imaging, EKG, abnormalities are frequent in amyloidosis and often overlooked. Low QRS voltage is fairly common abnormality and can be seen in up to two thirds of the patients with AL amyloid. It is less common in non-AL amyloid heart disease. In fact, recent evidence indicates that with increasing availability of advanced cardiac imaging, patients with ATTR amyloidosis are seen earlier in the disease course with EKG demonstrating voltage criteria for LVH in up to 29% of the patients. Low EKG voltage in the presence of the EKG findings of increased myocardial thickness is highly suggestive of amyloid heart disease. Bundle branch abnormalities are uncommon in AL but can be seen in up to 40% of the patients with ATTR. Additional EKG abnormalities include loss of R in leads V1 to V3 resulting in a pseudo-infarction pattern. Patients with a pseudo-infarction pattern on EKG frequently undergo an unrevealing coronary angiogram Rarely, patients can present with true myocardial ischemia due to amyloid infiltration of small intramyocardial arteries. Cardiac biomarkers. Myocardial damage from amyloidosis results in leakage of intracellular proteins and enzymes into the systemic circulation. Availability of serum cardiac biomarkers such as cardiac troponin T and N-terminus pro-hormone BNP, NT-pro-BNP has made significant impact in the care of patients with AL cardiomyopathy. A four-stage prognostic scoring system has been developed from 801 previously untreated AL patients seen at Mayo Clinic. Median survival of patients with stage 1, 2, 3 and 4 disease was 94, 40.3, 14 and 5.8 months respectively. In patients with non-AL amyloid cardiomyopathy, BNP or anti-pro-BNP is useful following congestive heart failure and its therapy. The Mayo Clinic four-stage prognostic scoring system assigned a score of one each for, for one uh, anti-pro-BNP equal to greater than 1800 picograms per ml, cardiac troponin T equal to or greater than 0.025 nanograms per ml and for the difference between involved and uninvolved free light chain equal to or greater than 18 milligrams per deciliter creating stages 1 to 4 
with scores of 0 to 3 points respectively. Median survival of patients with stages 1, 2, 3 and 4 disease was 94, 40.3, 14 and 5.8 months respectively. Cardiac imaging Cardiac imaging remains the cornerstone of evaluation of patients suspected of having amyloid heart disease. Echocardiography 2D echocardiogram is widely available and can be invaluable tool for evaluating patients with amyloid heart disease. While echocardiography can provide critical information that aids in the management of these patients, cardiologists may frequently overlook echo findings of amyloid heart disease. Increased LV thickness from amyloid infiltration may be attributed to hypertensive heart disease, the most common cause of increased LV thickness. Normal ejection fraction and absence of LV dilatation in patients presenting with heart failure should strongly lead cardiologists to suspect cardiac amyloidosis, thickening of the right ventricular free wall and biatrial enlargement along with diffuse valvular thickening are all features suggestive of amyloid heart disease. In advanced stages, atrial standstill and intramural thrombus can be seen. Doppler studies also provide important clues to the presence of amyloid heart disease. Measurement of myocardial flow velocities with Doppler almost always reveal longitudinal systolic dysfunction despite preserved le left ventricular ejection fraction calculated from myocardial contraction along its short axis. The impairment of long axis LV contraction is especially visible in strain and strain rate imaging. Echocardiography with standard Doppler also provides important prognostic information. In the Mayo Clinic series of 132 AL patients, an interventricular septal thickness of more than 1.5 cm was associated with the median survival of less than one year as compared to that of four years in patients with an interventricular septal thickness of less than 1.5 cm. Transmitral Doppler studies serve as good index of restrictive physiology seen in amyloid cardiomyopathy and a short mitral deceleration time that is less than 150 milliseconds has been associated with shorter survival in AL patients. Basal systolic strain measured on regional strain and strain rate assessments is superior to Doppler flow measurements in predicting clinical outcomes. A large observational study identified longitudinal strain and 2D global longitudinal strain as important prognostic factors in patients with amyloid cardiomyopathy. Importantly, the 2D global longitudinal strain remained an independent predictor of prognosis even in patients with preserved left ventricular ejection fraction. Novel echocardiographic techniques such as feature and speckle tracking imaging allow dynamic frame-by-frame -frame myocardial motion analysis during the cardiac cycle and can help to distinguish between amyloid cardiomyopathy, hypertensive heart disease and hypotrophic cardiomyopathy. Evolving echocardiographic techniques are expected to help differentiate between various forms of diastolic dysfunction and represent an opportunity for early diagnosis of amyloid heart disease that can have a profound impact on outcome in amyloid cardiomyopathy. Magnetic resonance imaging or MRI 
Contrast enhanced cardiac MRI is a promising diagnostic modality and is increasingly utilized in assessment of myocardial disease. Besides accurate measurements of myocardial thickness, kinetics of gadolinium enhancement can provide very specific clues about cardiac amyloidosis. The finding of ventricular wall and interventricular sectal thickness associated with diffuse delayed gadolinium enhancement of the subendocardium is very suggestive of cardiac amyloidosis. Phase contrast MRI such as Doppler echocardiography can provide useful information about flow dynamic parameters such as mitral deceleration times, early to late ratio of left ventricular diastolic filling and mitral peak inflow velocity. Novel techniques such as magnetic resonance relaxometry can characterize physical composition of the tissues and assess their dynamic properties. By providing functional assessment of the heart, these newer MR techniques can not only help establish early diagnosis but also serve as a useful tool for assessment of organ response to therapy. Despite these important advancements, the use of cardiac MR in amyloidosis may be limited due to presence of pacemakers and defibrillators. Renal impairment increases the risk of gadolinium-induced nephrogenic systemic sclerosis. Nuclear medicine-based imaging Advances in radio tracer nuclear-based imaging appears promising in systemic amyloidosis. 123i labeled SAP component scanning or SAP scan is the prototype of nuclear medicine test used for imaging tissue with amyloid burden. This test can measure systemic amyloid burden but does not accurately assess myocardial involvement and is not used in the US. Technetium-based isotopes can identify cardiac involvement with TTR amyloidosis. Accumulating literature now supports the new notion that typical imaging features on technetium pyrophosphate, PYP, diphosphonopropandocarboxylic acid or DPD or hydroxymethane diphosphonate HMDP imaging can almost definitely diagnose ATTR, cardiac amyloidosis. Endomyocardial biopsy is currently reserved for equivocal imaging findings or in patients with discordant clinical and imaging studies. Recently in a small study, N-methylaminophenylhydroxybenzothiazole, 11-C-PIB based PET imaging appeared promising as it identified cardiac amyloid deposits in patients with AL or ATTR amyloid heart disease while it is negative in healthy controls. The role of nuclear-based imaging techniques in assessing systemic and more importantly cardiac amyloid burden is evolving. Additional studies are needed to help identify the appropriate isotope scanning technique that can not only assess the disease burden but also reliably differentiate between various types of cardiac amyloidosis. This podcast is derived from an outstanding chapter on amyloid heart disease authored by Dr. Timur Sher, MD and Dr. Maura A. Gertz, MD. Dr. Sher is Associate Professor of Medicine and Consultant Hematologist at Mayo Clinic Jacksonville. 
Dr. Maura Gertz, MD, is Emeritus Chair of Medicine at Mayo Clinic Rochester and Consultant Hematologist. This outstanding chapter is published in Color Atlas and Synopsis of Heart Failure, published by McGraw-Hill, uh, edited by me. The series editor is Dr. William T. Abraham, MD.